and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast episode 58 and today we are going to be looking at and talking about the slew of car liveries that have launched over the last week. There's some good, some bad and some ugly in there but we will discuss all of that. We may even have different opinions on which one fits into each category and we've got a bit of news as well but mainly it's rating those car liveries. But first I'm joined with Freddie and Nigel as usual. How are you both? Yeah, doing nicely. Um, it's amazing how much we all get hyped up over colours um, of cars because we're not really going to talk much about the technical details of the cars. We can say that now. We can say that off the bat. We're always going to be talking about the way this little colour sits in with this colour and the way this pattern works because, yeah, because what's the most important bit is when they're on track is the technical stuff, not the paintwork. But still, I, I find it so exciting to talk about. Yes, a uh, great intro, Adam, I've got to say. Getting the word slew in there and saying the good, the bad, and the ugly sums up our podcast, really. Uh, the audience can decide who's who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, just on what you said, Freddie, I think we have kind of the whole season to talk about the technical side of it and their, yeah. like how that impacts performance, but this is kind of it. This is all about kind of what they look like to a, to a large extent. And I think it's a pretty good crop that we've got so far on the grid. Um, but we will get into that into that later. Very blue. Yeah. Yes, very actually. Especially today's launch, William's launch kind of not 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 blue as in filth, blue as in like just the colour. I don't think anyone was thinking that Freddie. <laughs> anyone clear made that link. That's <laughs> <entirely> <laughs> internal Freddie <laughs> thing. <laughs> anyway, but first, news, Bahrain will have fans, hopefully, as Ooh. long as they've been vaccinated, they've recovered from COVID, they're all fine, could have some fans at some F1 races. We had some last year, had a few in some of the Italian races, but that was uh, just key workers, I think. And we had some at Russia, which is... Yeah. And Portugal and Nürburgring had quite a lot. They were probably the busiest, Mm. which is a shame because Nürburgring had a whole day rained off. So the Mm. races they're going to have the most fans at, they just had to sit there and not watch anything. Bless them. I thought it was only a morning. Well, they got the no. They had FP2 cancelled as well. Mm. It was they only had FP3, a one-hour session. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was really interesting. Yeah, it completely changed the pecking order. The strategy of that race was crazy because every time you looked at the lap, a, a lap chart, there was someone in seventh, the next lap they'd be in 13th, the next lap they'd be in seventh, the next lap they'd be in 12th and something. And it was crazy in the midfield, that race. But anyway, that, we're getting tangent. Yeah, you can tangential. find that review if you go back a few months. Yes. yes. You can also go find back. me and Freddie's articles that we wrote when we were covering those free, pra- free practice sessions um, yes. and had to write, write like 300 words, 400 words on nothing <laughs> happening, which was <laughs> quite an interesting challenge, but in some ways I quite enjoyed it. I uh, a feature <laughs> at the time about why, who the hell could have been on Gunter Steiner's 10 driver list mm. apart from Callum Eilat and ended up going down some kind of route of like why maybe Haas were going to sign Kimi Raikkonen, but lo and behold, we know what's happened there now, but anyway. Mm. Annoyingly, that could have been a great segue into the start of deliveries, but um, just two oh. other bits and bobs. Azerbaijan is going to be behind closed doors, which I don't think, I think out of all the tracks, it doesn't, it probably 
gains least by having fans in, in terms of, it seems to be all about the track itself and the racing. It's not a kind of one that springs to mind where you think of fun. It seems, it seems the most necessary to be closed off as well because it's in a city. You'll have natural Absolutely. interest around it so that um, if you're keeping people far away from the circuit, um, from a, in a population hub, it's going to be a lot easier to control than if you've got flocks of people heading to it, which undoubtedly you're going to probably get anyway in a city. So mm. whereas in like a circuit, you can people who have tickets can go and can be controlled in, a, in the middle of nowhere in a field. Whereas in the middle of a city, it's a lot harder to do that. So I think it's, it is the right idea for now. It's a shame if it was like November, I'm sure they would try to ticket and everything, but it's a mm. shame for them, really. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that race is in June. Yeah, the race, some races before haven't even talked about whether they're going to have fans or not. So hopefully we'll hear soon, you know, whether Spain, Monaco, they have fans. I don't think Monaco will, if I remember right. I might have. I'm, see, I'm. Like, it's all about the build, isn't it? The Monaco build has begun. And the reason Azerbaijan are making the announcement now is because they're going to actively not be building stands and stuff like that. And they can have all the contracts in place. So people, rather than mm. just officially announce it, just get us it out of the way. Monaco has been a bit ambiguous and stuff like that. But from pictures I've seen in the past week or so of the build in Monaco, it looks like where they would, it looks like they are building stands in some places. Um, I don't know if that's because of that's where, like, um, they have race control buildings and stuff like that, but they're temporarily put. I'm not sure whether that was where that was, but it looked like sort of around the um, Raskas to back area, um, around all around there, which is normally where the biggest fan complexes are, swimming pool as well. Um, it looks like they're building stuff around there. So I'm not necessarily sure whether they're going to have distance fans in Monaco, whether they're going to have it only open sort of people in the principality, but who knows. Yes, our Monte Carlo correspondent there, Freddie Coates. And I will happily be a Monte Carlo correspondent. If we can get a budget together and I can live in Monaco, let's do it. <laughs> Any Monaco sponsors or people who want me to just live in Monaco, just here, please. Um, I've got my Twitters on the screen, um, at Fred Coates 1999. Please DM me, bring me to Monaco. Yes. You didn't say ours, Adam. <laughs> no, he didn't. I noticed that. So Yeah, they it. can't come. Mine's at Adam Dickinson 01. You can find me on there posting about loads of random stuff. Some F1, some rugby, some cycling, some non-sport. We'll see. Not enough Monaco. Um, and <laughs> Nigel's is at Nigel C. Giorno, where again, there's a eclectic mix oh, of insight <laughs> into the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it did describe it. Nigel's going to get bought up by some Bora Bora travel agent, isn't he? He's going to have a nicer place to live as a correspondent. Macau, that'd be right I guess. from my sport perspective as well it'd be fantastic yes but mm. freddie's not pitched for that he doesn't like no Cal. pick me instead uh, <laughs> bahrain offered to vaccinate the whole f1 paddock ahead of f1's arrival there and f1 said no they didn't think it'd be the right thing to do politically which is a first um but it's a, you know it's, <laughs> it's not a, getting an f1 job <laughs> it's a good step <laughs> it's a good step um, from them and they felt that there were more people in the world who deserved it. I think if I was a staff member in F1, I would feel a bit eh about it, but I'm not, so I don't. Well done, F1. I mean, but then if, again, if... Yeah, go on. 
if you're if you're going to be someone who's at risk at least from a uk perspective you'll presumably will have already had the vaccine yeah. to be honest the majority at risk because they're, they're, in some parts of the country they're sending letters out now to 40 to 50 year olds as well so um well, i think one one of us has had a vaccine yes nigel 70 old 70 year old nigel <laughs> gonna be in yeah. bahrain i know i've heard the second one the second jab is worse oh that's good yeah Went off top like side effects, I mean. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But that's off topic. Just like a bigger needle. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 um, <laughs> like you get those um, <laughs> like grouting things they have that the builders have that they put in the wall and stuff like that. And they just put that in the side of you, like like a like a syringe they put in like horses and just oh you know, force it in you. <laughs> you like your oh, arm just inflates. <laughs> Apologies if this makes any listeners queasy. I know yes, um, one's cup for all, of tea. For all correct COVID-19 information, please visit your local government website. They'll have yeah. nhs.co.uk. They'll have more up-to-date information. We don't want to spread misinformation about yeah. COVID vaccines. Take a vaccine. Don't be anti-vax. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that there piece will be... That, that, the initial piece he said wouldn't be out of place in an anti-vax video. Though, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Maybe if you don't get the Monte Carlo job, then there's a <laughs> there's a backup option. There's an insurance yeah, If I get the choice. Monte Carlo job, I'll have the Monte Carlo job. It'll be fine. Hey, hey, I like that. Um, but yeah, that's all news in a quiet week. It will be building up, though. It will be getting Definitely. busier and busier with news. One, one week to testing. Be, mm, probably the last quiet week until December. DTS trailer dropped as well. Two minute long one. Drive to Survive oh, Season 3. It's, it's, I watched the whole season, so don't feel like I need to watch the trailer. The trailer was quite exciting, to be fair. They edited it together nicely, and it just was. They had a nice bit at the end with Gunter Steiner um, not asking for an umbrella, which on the face of it sounds a bit weird, but then you realize it's Gunter Steiner, and his whole Netflix persona is just swearing for no reason. And um, yeah, it's an interesting way of denying an umbrella. Well, there's all that to look forward to coming on Friday the 19th of March, I think it drops. Um, but things that have dropped this week are five new liveries to be able to look at and appreciate. It's brilliant. It's very exciting, as we've already said, as fans. And we are going to be racing the... ...designers that we are is that we are on the scale of Nando's. So he's going to start with extra hot, hot, medium, lemon and herb, and <laughs> bad, because plain wasn't bad enough. So... I should just say, I said this idea <laughs> as a joke, a complete joke before recording, but we've actually gone with it, so... I mean, I mean what's... Asked before we started, do we actually want to do this? And both of you said yes. I feel like that's... What's, what's a more universal... What's a more universally understood and agreed upon rating apart other than the Nando's spice scale? One to ten. No. Back off with your numbers. <laughs> exactly. This isn't a massive podcast. We're going to be putting in extra hot point five and stuff like that just to be crazy with it. You're going to have, with I don't know, what side orders five... you're going to have with your house livery. Who knows? <laughs> Would extra hot point five be above extra hot? Yes. Oh, wow. Hold your horses, but that will be the time of your yes. life. Yes. <laughs> um, we don't we even have Ferrari yet. 
we're going yeah we don't have ferrari we've got all of them except ferrari but we're just going to be actually no we're not we're going to be talking about all of them that have come out so far um but doing less of a deep dive into ones that have come out already um so we're going to be going in a round robin fashion each selecting one nigel do you want to kick us off please uh yes i do want to kick us off because that's what we planned uh i'm gonna kick us off with has the very controversial <laughs> so i don't yeah not ruining that? the magic uh, uh yeah that's what we planned oh. <laughs> to let the viewers know they want that extra insight that's what no, you don't, don't get on tv wait they can wait till i've got a, i've got a whole camera set up for the behind the scenes here now it's just going to be pointless for bringing oh, it confidential I mean, on BBC3. Now, now I'm, go for it. Now I'm trying to remember all the stuff I said in the planning meeting. <laughs> no, we don't want that going out. <laughs> no, we don't. Nigel Haas, go. Yes, sorry, Haas. Yeah, uh, I think the big news that today on, on Thursday, Friday is that they've been investigated by the World Anti-Doping Agency because the car appeared with the Russian cause. Uh, even the Russian flag, it's well, yeah, it's just, it's but, just an, an emblem, isn't it? Yeah, it's arranged yeah. in you know, it's not just in the colors of red, white, and blue, it is actually where, wherever they can, they have put it in the you know, three bars. The Russian Federation flag. flag is emblazoned mm. upon the sides and front of the car, yeah, yeah. in quite a nice uh, way, yeah. So it's to it's because of the new sponsor, which is called Freddy. What's it called? Euralkly, <laughs> Euralkly. You, yeah, which actually doesn't even have those colours. It's meant to have green in it, but instead, green and red and white. They've decided to go with this, which is a bit mad because Russia is well. Russia in all sports, they're not meant to. Uh, Russian athletes can't compete under the Russian flag. They have to compete under a neutral banner, uh, but this new Haskar might be breaking those rules so we'll see mm. if they have to change their livery or not but I mean it's just it's almost funny in a bad way this this livery and it it's just mad it's just crazy yeah I think I mean the rules are in place it's a punishment for Russia's state sponsored doping program and the idea is that Russia isn't represented at the top level of sport. And it's annoying because I do, I actually like the design. Like if, if you were just looking at it and don't know any of the context around it, I, I do I do really like it. I think it looks very nice, but and a white car, a white based car, I'm always a fan of that. I, I, uh, I do really like it, but when you add in all of that context, it's just bad. So it's a lemon and herb for me. Adam's absolutely right. Adam's absolutely right. It's the, the connotations that come with the actions of yeah. um, their driver Nikita Mazepin last year and the now sort of enforced position has are from their sponsors. Of it, it, it spells out in a plate why there hasn't been any sanctions given to Nikita Mazepin um, yeah. for his actions. And as Adam says, it's, it's a neat livery. It's, it, if I'm... Um, if those of you remember when Russian time competed in Formula 2, they were one of the best teams in Formula 2. They had some kind of fancy liveries every now and again, but this would have been absolutely on the money for them. This would have been fantastic, this livery, because they were called Russian time. It was an actual team named after Russia in a, a way that Force India kind of was, and they had a cool Force in, like Indian flag thing for a bit going on. It's it's that kind of vibe, but this is the the you know the brash American team. 
And unfortunately, they're in a position where they rolled over for the money, which, yeah, they need to, unfortunately. And it's just the connotations around it completely, they ruin the livery. And because, yeah, art has meaning. We're not in like a pretentious way, just in a genuine life way. This is just a symbol of despair in F1 now, frankly. And I think the fact that it's going to be struck down is, is yeah, it's a bit of a, a joke, to be honest, but it's not, it's just a bit of a, it's not even like hope for anyone. It's just a bit of a, like, um, a way to ridicule Hassan more, which I think is kind of welcome at the moment, unfortunately for them. Mm. And I know what my judgment on this is entirely not based on, I kind of like, like I said, I kind of neat livery. Um, it's just, yeah, I agree with Adam. It's it's kind of unrankable, really, Lemon and her, but it's... I'm just not really that happy with the situation. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. Well, I, I think most people uh, find it difficult. I mean, every sane person I'm, finds it difficult. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even going to rate delivery, to be honest. Yeah, no. that's probably best. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Two things I do like on it. I like the one and one. I think that's very neat. And the uh, numbers on the engine cover, quite a classy, classic look. Yes. And I do. I think yes. this could be a modern classic if it wasn't for all of the context around it, but yeah. it is. So there we go. I mean, the fact that it's an American team as well. I know. It's so unbelievable. We couldn't make it up. Yeah, we're not it... against sponsors instigating liveries and stuff like that. Because you look at um, BWT, they have brought in such a great dash of pink to the grid in the past few years. It looks fantastic. The pink is still re- relevant there to the Aston Martin we're going to talk about later. And you think about, so many great sponsors, so many great liveries have been brought about by sponsors. You think of the yellow Jordans, were all uh, so iconic, and that was brought on from um, Benson and Hedges, the cigarette company. You have the Marlboro um, McLarens and the red and white deck sort of cigarette packet on there. Every, we're not against like the way the sponsor has dictated the livery because that looks good. It's just everything that comes with it mm. is depressing and disgusting. Yeah. And yeah. moving on, but moving on from that, the perfect antidote to that, the Alpine livery, which is my pick to talk about next. And it is stunning, striking, mm. beautiful. I it's, love it. I yeah. really like it. <laughs> I think, I Not think as with good the, as Alpine... the Alfa Romeo, but nothing okay. will be. But for me, anyway, but it's right up there. It just looks so good. It's the, the shade of, turquoise or i don't know i don't know if it's too kind of dark or too bluey to be turquoise but well it's the um, blue that they've got looks absolutely stunning it's got it's quite french a racing look. blue it's french racing mm. blue basically mm. in the same way that british racing green is a thing french racing blue is this you look back in sort of french cars of history you got like matras and stuff like that jackie stewart's first championship winning car was this kind of blue um um there's a few others down the line i think some of the early well, the Alpines of the past are like this. These are the sort of the historic French, the Prost as well, um, the Ligiers, um of the past of French racing colours. And it's great. It's so cool. I love it. Um, I think I remember, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I remember thinking when Alpine was announced, I was, I was a bit apprehensive because I don't like their wet livery, which is a really dark blue. Um, and I, Because I absolutely love the blue they've gone with. And that's the blue they've sold their cars on for the past few years. I think it's just one of the sexiest colours that you can get. A kind of sort of 
tealy kind of turquoise, not like um, if that makes sense. I don't know. Everyone's seen the car. Um, <laughs> um, if not, it's on screen now. Yes, it is. And um, oh god, I've got to match that to my click in the edit now. Anyway, um, and if you're in audio, <laughs> tough. Um, but yeah, it's. I was a bit apprehensive, like, oh, I'm, this is the one I'm looking for. I, I have the, I want to be the best because I think it can be the best. And I was worried that it wouldn't be as good as it could be. Because like when Renault came in in 2016, they just made the car yellow and just like, cool, it's yellow, just yellow. Come on. And that kind of thing. I kind of thought, mm, is it going to be a bit like that? But it wasn't. And they've, they've smashed it out of the park for me. Mm, yeah, it's like toothpaste calls, isn't it? It's quite mint. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, that was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah, so all, all of the green on the car. Uh, yeah, I love delivery as Depends well. And the toothpaste you use. <laughs> yeah, true. The French trick of law colours. Uh, delivery the launch was a bit unusual as well. They used holograms, and oh, I yeah. found that quite bizarre. <laughs> it's a shame that didn't really work out, to be honest, because yeah. you kind of get it and it's a way to bring people close together is you have to do it virtually but here's a cool way we can do it virtually and that kind of thing and it's just it just it didn't really work work. in the way they did it i think mostly because every stream for it was lagging like crazy yeah. for some reason it's like i don't really understand that it doesn't seem to be it's like it seems to be kind of out of their control in a way unfortunately i don't really know why that happened um and they have they've been a bit tight lipped on that. They're just I think they're just letting the car do the talking. I think that's all they can do after that after the launch. So you need um, to do extra hot. They've got an interesting structure at Alpine. They've got no team principal now. Yeah. They've got um sort of a, a more it's kind of being run by committee. Um, when you've got the head of Alpine, you've got the head of Group Runner, you've got the sort of the racing director and the technical director sort of on par with each other. So you've got um Marshan who's been there last year and Davide Brivio who's come over from Suzuki MotoGP who won the title last year at MotoGP and they're kind of parallel with each other um, which is Laurent as well. it's kind of oh yeah Laurent Rossi is the head of Alpine um, and yeah it's people always talk about run by committee is a bad thing and there's probably a reason for that we don't know probably enough about the internal structures of this team yet it's only been going on for a, a month basically but I think the loss of Cyril Abitbull there is going to really be very interesting to see how that plays out, I think, because he was he was very instrumental in bringing in Alpine to this development with the Formula One team. He was very, he's been at that team since it, um, he's been with Renault in Formula One for about 10, 15 years, frankly, yeah. and has been at the top of that for the past decade. He is a big figure to not be there anymore and all the it all talk all looks as though he's walked rather than jumped um no walked rather than being pushed even and um and um yeah it's going to be interesting to see why that happened and whether it's a bit unstable there yeah. it's always felt as a team that's been at the whims of paris and they've got a kind of from the management but they've got a kind of vote of confidence now they're given a rebranding to it in a way they've got a a solid commitment but are they just trying to divert attention away from Renault with it? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I, I feel it, they're all starting again, kind of thing. With it, it's always a new era, and uh, we always talk about you no know, Renault is this year is a building year. But I think this year for Alpine is genuinely a building year, and next year will be the big shot. I don't, I don't, I have, I have low expectations for Alpine, even though 
you know, Fernando Alonso's coming back, which I, which I find very exciting. Esteban Ocon should be much better as well too. But uh, no, I, I think they'll struggle to hit the top five. I'd say overall. Oh, okay. On the kind of get that. Just on that as well, that's um, Hass have kind of said played down expectations a lot. Yeah. They've said they're not yeah. developing this car. So that's going to make an even more fun season for them. I yeah. don't know. I don't know with Alpine. I think the Alonso factor is there. I don't know. I think we'll just have to see. After testing, we'll have a much better idea. I really hope it goes well, though, because it is an absolute stunner of a car to be up there. Um I like the black as well. I like the way they kept some of the uh, the black on from the Renault. It's kind of not it keeps visible. It sleep, doesn't it? Or it's not kind of intrusive, but yeah, it just like fills the space very nicely. I like the Castrol as well. I think that's. I think nice. if there's anything you sort of take off it, it's sort of some of the slaps of red, like um, not at the back. Oh, it I works, like it. but sort of I think it's I think it's a map fray logo, sort of around where the barge boards are. It's just like a big punch of red, and I think I think I like it, it looks good. I don't think it looks bad, but I think. If it, I think it would just be even cooler if that was a bit kind of like a a dark kind of black kind of sleek through it. I don't hmm. know. I mean, they probably tried that. They probably settled on this for a reason, but who knows? Mm. Ratings? Oh. Uh, extra hot. Mm, hot and a half. I'm going to go extra hot. Oh, yes, that famous Nando's order. Oh, yeah, that's sun- just... a sunset burger. Oh, what spice you on? Hot and a half, please. Hey, I mean that, that was catchy. They should take it. Hot and a right half. To be fair. That's just, it's you have hot, and then you have a bit of garlic peri peri on the side. I've got a great I mean, Nando's you're, order. You're, you're picking next, so it's kind of. Oh, here we go. It's me. To, so. Um. Oh, I'm going to talk about Mercedes. Um, the reigning world champions had a very interesting decision on their hands when it came to what do we do to this car to make it look different because we like how the car looks already. So let's just slap AMG on the back of it for some reason. And I liked it at first, but I kind of feel a bit now, every time I look at it, I kind of get a bit more like, "Mm, how about no? And I think, Half most of the car is cool and slick and black and uh, Petronas turquoise and all of that, and it's like wow, look at that! It's so sleek. And if you had like the silk, you've got a few sort of silver touches around. It's like yeah, it's so slick. And then at the end of it, it's just like yeah, and let's splurge AMG on it, but let's not go the whole hog. Let's just do a little bit of the back. And it's kind of a bit like okay, cool. They've done this kind of out there vibe to it, and I like that. That should be applauded. And you kind of think. It's kind of like what Red Bull do when they do the sort of camo balls and their um, fancy launch liveries sometimes. Whereas like they do a whole hog random thing and everyone goes, wow, it looks great. And they don't do it. It's kind of like Mercedes have tried to go along those lines, but have only done a little bit so they can keep it all year. And I kind of think I, I would, I'd be intrigued to see if they'd gone the whole hog with that and just gone, just slapped random <laughs> logos all over the car, like this massive sort of mosaic of modern art. I think that would have been, been a fun result. At that point, like pe- people have got so up in arms about this, like, just having it on like a square foot and a half of the engine cover. <laughs> well, the reason that... I'm up in arms about it is because I kind of think either do it a lot and you know go crazy with it because it's that kind of thing. It is crazy. It's a it's a 
it's you know it's a it's a kick from the design team of like yeah we're we're bonkers we're wild look at us um and you kind of think cool do that for the whole thing or do the whole thing slick you can't really have both and that's the kind of that's i like that with it for the past i like it as well fair i think it's it's i mean they said about wanting to have some of the silver arrows heritage on there and i think it's just nice it's you know kind of cars don't have corners but it's you know quite self-contained on the on the car and fits in quite well like that i think the i really like them trying to use the amg as a kind of design feature rather than just as a sponsor logo Hmm. and the numbers look really slick on it as well i think they look better than last year i i really like it yeah i mean it's going to be towards the front for most of that for most of the times and we're going to see it from the front views and i think it will look on track i think it'll look really good personally and i know in some of the photos at some of the angles the amg thing does make it look a bit strange but i quite like it i'll give it a hot rating i'm okay so for me when when i said i really like it i was kind of about <laughs> the, the amg you know silver bit i think yeah. in general the first pictures they released um, looked stunning. I was like, wow. But then they were 3D rendered. The ones in person of the actual car, I'm not, I, don't, I just don't think it kind of works. The kind of teals and reds and burgundy is a bit less bright and vivid and, you know, kind of gets, I don't know whether it's because it was in a big white, brightly lit room that it kind of, it kind of, they, that would, yeah. But, I think that would ping it out more though if it's, in, if it's got bright lights mm-hmm. all over it. Kind of that would yeah. give it like if it's like a sunny day kind of vibe, it would give it the most punch. I think and I don't know. I get what you mean. I feel well, like I think I think it is because kind of everything is reflecting white, there's white cupboards all around, and I think that does kind of take away from, from those colours a bit. So we will have to see on track. Mm. I hard... would go a medium. Yeah, I'm because yeah, because my kind of quarrels with it are like I think it's good. I think both bits are good, but I kind of think they don't Welcome fit to the together. Winging it, Romeo and Juliet podcast. Yeah, um, it's like either you know have one or the other, and I kind of think they're both good and they're both hot, but together they make it medium for me. If that makes sense, so I'm going to go medium as well. It does okay. make sense. They're not hot together; they're hot individually. Uh, we should just say at this point, if Nando's do want to sponsor us, we will be very, very <laughs> grateful. Yeah, I can uh, fancy a takeaway this evening, guys. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other car launches was the Williams one today. And to me, it looks... I'm not really that much of a fan. I don't know about you two. Yeah, it's... It's a weird one. It's like... It's just not appealing. I, I kind of I like the idea, but it's yeah it's it's a really strange one. It's like they're kind of trying to hark back to this you know their kind of eighties and nineties success, which is good, and I think they're some of the best looking cars of all time in F one. Yeah, but I just don't, and I like the idea, but then I just don't like the finished product. I kind of don't know what it's doing and kind of there's the white bit at the front and then there's some yellow on it but not very much yellow and it doesn't seem to be the right shade although maybe that's just me it's, and then um, like it it's, goes it's, dark it's, gold. And it's got the like stri- pinstripes or whatever it is on the back it's just strange it's it's not i don't think it's supposed to be yellow because it looks more like a gold bronze tinge to the rothmans that they had during the um senna hill vilna oh, it was the camel 
I thought it was yeah, different I think, from Camel Yellow. Know, every time, every, I think, if, I don't know, I need to see it, like, what it's like as paint on track, but it looks to me like it's a gold, white, and blue, which is what how they had with the Rothmans livery. You know, Damon Hill's famous championship-winning livery. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to see what Nigel thinks of that, because I think if it was the gold for the Camel, it would be a pop in yellow, and it's not. It's a gold <laughs> rather than yeah. yellow. I think yeah. it's... I think that's the right. thing. That's the thing. It's ambiguous. We don't know. I mean, the, like, the lack of spot. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's a tinge. It's, it's like it's a cool pattern, and like I look at it from the side, I think, yeah, I like that. I look at it from the front, I think, what? And you don't really know what it's trying to be. It it doesn't know what it's trying to be. It's waiting for a title sponsor. It looks kind of unfinished yeah. in in bits. It looks like they've. Dolan Nigel Thunder there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's unfinished, <laughs> and in my mind, and it's kind of like. It could, you know, maybe it's just with a bit of development as a livery over the next few years, if they stick with that kind of look, it could become slick and cool. But I don't know. I don't know. That's a very good, yeah, that's a very good point, Freddie. I entirely agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> no, jump in what you were joking. saying. I think we just both thought the same thing. <laughs> Great minds think alike, except in yes. this case, uh, it's just minds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't else have anything to say Inside. on the Williams one then. <laughs> um, I like Ponos. I don't know what they do, but it looks quite cool. Oh, I like, like Dupont actually on the, brand, on the Alpine, the Dupont little thing. It looked like like Pathé, British Pathé logo. I like that very much. Um, but we're not talking about that anymore. I will yeah. say that I really don't like the renders they've released with sort of the massive sort of floodlights on it. It just looks like it's foggy. I you don't, can't really see much about it. I don't know if they're trying to hide any aerodynamic kicks to it or any flicks that they it want looks to basic. sort of. It does. It doesn't. It, it looks, doesn't quality. have the same develop. Yeah, yeah. they look great on the pictures. So I kind of think mm. either they're trying to be gentle with it, either they're trying to be, you know, a bit sneaky. But they haven't got the sort of. They haven't. They've still got the thumb. The thumb nose at the front that sort of everyone's been moving away from this year. Sort of. Mm. McLaren have developed obviously their thin nose alfa, alfa romeo have done it alfa tauri tested one on track when they did their forming day alpine have got an advanced one red bull red have bull got a thin still. one now yeah they they just drove yeah. their old car on their track days yeah um oh, everyone's got a thin nose now barring ferrari who we haven't seen yet williams and Haas actually are the two cars sort of stuck in the stuck in the mud in, in, in development frankly and i think people you know we're, we're talking about Haas not having you know any development this year and it's going to be a write-off year for them frankly which yeah it is but I, I think Williams are going to do a similar I, I wouldn't be surprised if Williams go down a similar route and actually are still stuck back with Haas and people kind of think Williams could be you know tripping over yeah. points perhaps tripping over decent finishes but I I don't know I don't know I don't quite think they're going to be up I don't think I reckon they'll be sort of you know ninth tenth team again and just maybe steal a point but probably not I'd agree yeah they oh. They have to score point surely this year. Like they've not, they've they've scored one point over two years, and that was by like default. <laughs> like they, you cannot in any if there's any year when they don't sport, score points, you cannot go like three years without if, getting if, a point. You're right, but if there's any year where you don't score points, it should be this year because they've got the budget cap, and then they could just take the money and not. Don't put the money into this, put as little money into this year as you can feasibly and spend it all on next year. They've got the most um, development time in the wind tunnel as well. 
um, because that's all coming to force this year. So if there's any year that you're not going to get points, it's this year. What does 23 that races obviously this season? I mean, but that'd be yeah. fine if they'd scored some. If they'd scored multiple over the last two years, that'd be well, like fine. I mean, yeah, but they, they wouldn't be then in that mindset of we need a big breakthrough. And if there's any, like, I kind of think they, the, the, the bigger breakthrough they'll get is if they focus on 2022. And yeah, it would be great if they do score points this year. But I think Williams as a, as a team should be focusing not on what they don't achieve this year, but should be focusing on what they're trying to achieve next year. And I think, I mean, yeah, we should be asking a lot more questions if they're not scoring points next year than this year. And another British team to have unveiled their livery this week is Aston Martin. One of, if not the, I'd say the most hyped, um, highly anticipated deliveries of the season. I'm not a fan, personally. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just don't really like the. I don't really like the green. It's kind of too watermelon green to me, anyway. Yeah. Um, and probably having pink on it doesn't help that. I think I, I will kind of reserve full judgment until I see it on track because I think it will look better on track than kind of it in looks studio. Good on track. Oh yeah, yes. it was in the wet, wasn't it, the other day? It was in the wet, yeah. I think what makes it look less good on track is um, Sebastian Vettel having a pink helmet and Lance Stroll having a green helmet that just made, made it look like the drivers weren't the drivers, if that makes sense. Um, you kind of, I was kind of hyping up to see a cool sort of white helmet for Vettel and a cool blue helmet for Stroll, like their mm. sort of classic of recent years helmets. But unfortunately, it seems like they've gone sponsor-led, um, which is annoying for helmets. It's fine for cars, obviously, but it's annoying for helmets. I know what you mean about the colour, Adam, because um, it, it's, it's Aston Martin green, not British racing green. It's a slight... Same thing. No, it's not. It's not. Compare this it's to not. the Jag. Jaguar green. Yes, exactly. Stunning. One of the best colours to like the be on green. an F1 the, car. The famous Lotus green. The um, mm. oh, Van Wall green. Uh, they're, they're slight... They're yeah. more sort of more homely green. Whereas this one, if that makes sense. I know what you mean about the... But I do it's think... Green. It, I do think it, yes, I know, but you can have different greens you melt. And um, <laughs> how, how do you how do you um, like deal with highlighters? Because you've got the two, you've got like the dark green like? and the light green one. Green. He's just like it's just both green. I'll deal with this because one's in yellow, isn't it? I, I know which one you mean. One's more yellow, and one's green. Oh, but it's still green. It's just all green. It's no, just no, all the same yellow. color, apparently. It's yellow. Well, that's the thing. Green. So like. It's kind of like it. It still look. I think it still looks grand and mean and awesome. Actually, to be fair, I think it looks great. I just think I was kind of there's. I just there's just a color of it that a British racing green sort of vibe that I would prefer. But I still think it looks fantastic. I kind of think yeah. they've done the pink in the best way they could. To be yeah. fair to them, I don't know how else they could have done that. And that was until probably a week ago. That was the lime green that we would expect, um, which probably would have looked better. Frankly, I think that would have looked better and it would have been the lime green, dark green that you've had in Aston Martin since all across their sports car campaigns recently and all across the merch that the team wear that, that was worn during the launch. Um, so um, there's a bit to it where it's kind of like, oh, it probably could have been this and they've had to change it at last minute because they've agreed the deal would be WT um, finally, which, yeah, they've done it in the best way they could. And I think 
it is slick. I'm, um, I, I'm rating it I think highly. it looks lemon and herb, personally. Water I mean, lemon, watermelon. If safety did, did, if they did what you wanted, if it was like the Jaguar British Racing Green or the Lotus, but then people would say, oh, they're just copying them. They've gone slightly different. But you think about why car. everyone's everyone's gone crazy about the green coming back is because of those car companies and the way they did that green. So yeah, but then those are the same people it. who who complain. Oh, why is this not different to last year? Or whatever? it's not. It'd or still be significantly but we're not different. Complaining about that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so not specifically. What? Com- com- <laughs> but don't use the... that as a, an argument against us. Yeah, true. Compared to the say Jaguar one, it'd still be a significantly different livery because the Jaguar had more red. It had white, and its kind of sponsors were different best. colors. Yeah, and HSBC. So you know, it look it looks significantly different. Yes, it does. It does it look does. significantly different. It 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 is noticeably a different color, and on track it looks great. It looks fantastic. I'm not saying it's oh. lemon and herb at all. I'm definitely saying it's a hot livery. But I'm saying, I think you know, it's not quite the green eyes you know that I adore as a fan, but it still looks great. I mean, since we're on the last colour car watch, I can now say that I'm not actually too fussed about the colours and I'm just bothered about how quick they are. <laughs> yeah, you melt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think... The racing system. I think it was just... A, it, it was yeah. a victim... <laughs> to, in my mind, it was kind of a victim of like being so hyped up and so many, you know, you can go on a day on Insta without seeing a new, you know, concept livery or whatever. I think there's just so much of that that, sorry, I don't know, I think it's a bit disappointing. And I can't remember if we actually got to our ratings on Williams, but mine was Lemon and Hurt, if we didn't. So I think it looks, I think it, yeah. I think it looks better than the concept liveries. I think it's lived up to a lot of the hype, to be fair, for Aston. Because I think some of the, some of the ways they could have gone, they could have, you know, not stuck to their guns and gone for a kind of like sort of very fan friendly car to be fair and you know put like wings all over it and gone crazy with it but they've 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 played into the sort of slick style that Aston Martin is known for and I do think it comes across in the car um they tried to bring it out in the launch event having um you know everyone there decked to the nines in their suits and everything and having they they brought in so many big names would Aston Martin just say like, oh yeah, we'll give you an Aston Martin for a week if you do this, Tom Brady. And he'll be like, yes, definitely. So Tom Brady was there. Daniel Craigsville still promoting a film that was due to come out in 2019. In delayed um, Whatever, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Gemma Arterton, bless her, um, clearly thought that it was pre, because it was pre-recorded that they would edit around um, a few things. <laughs> And unfortunately, they just decided not to for some reason, um, which I felt quite bad for her because she got royally stitched up, I think, by the way that that was premiered on YouTube. Um, but they, yeah, they brought in the big guns and a lot of it was pretty good. And Lawrence Stroll, I want to talk about Lawrence Stroll a bit because he said his first dream was to own a Formula One team and his second dream was to own a, um, a majority stake in Aston Martin Lagonda. So I'm really interested in Lawrence Stroll's childhood to find out what his third dream was. Oh, that was like, we've done it again. (laughs) We've done it again. (laughs) What's going on? Great minds again. 
Um, I'm really interested about um, why when Lawrence Stroll was like, it's like a four-year-old boy. Like, what do you want to do when you're older, Lawrence? You've already said you want to own F1 team. I want to buy a majority stake in Aston Martin Lagonda, and that's what he said in school in his in his South Texan ac- accent while he was in Canada. But anyway. Probably got homeschooling. I don't think I knew what a majority stake was when I was age four. Yeah, I thought it was a food. (laughs) I think I did when I was 15. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's that's a good joke. I'm not a fan, but I think most people are, and that's fine. People should be happy about things. It's shiny. If it was Matt, I would have been disappointed. Um, I'm going to go with um, McLaren because I absolutely love it. I just we haven't given it a we've we've spoken about McLaren in previous episodes and I think I'm gonna give it a extra hot rating because I think it's a fantastic looking car. Oh, extra hot. Bloody hell. Yeah, gone for it. Yeah, I found it weird how people complain oh it's the same as last year, but I mean there was nothing wrong with it. So if there's nothing wrong, why change it? That's mm. how I see it. Chrome Nigel, mm. Chrome. No, I think it it looks good. <laughs> it's it's an improvement on last year, but I think I don't know. There was a lot of hope. Probably. What, what, what did you want though? It to be Chrome Vodafone style. <laughs> Vodafone just going to pull out. Everything McLaren's <laughs> no, like Vodafone style, as in oh, that era. Got you. But having said that, I think it looks very slick. I think they still improved it from last year. They've just made minor tweaks. Um, I think I'll give it a hot. It's not. I don't see McLaren going back to Chrome anytime soon because that's just Ron Dennis to a T, wasn't it? I know, but I can still want them to. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it doesn't like blow me away. They didn't lift off the covers. And I think, wow, that's no. stunning. And I think that's kind of my criteria for uh, extra hot putting it in the I top kind of, tier. I. I mean, it blew me away the year before, and it so it still looks great to me. So, yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, let's move on to Alpha Romeo, Adam's favourite livery. Why is it Ever. you like it so yeah. much? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've discussed this previously, and we'll just kind of try to bash through these ones um, a bit quicker. But yeah, it's. I just think it just absolutely blew me away. I think the. I've always liked the kind of burgundy colour um, and just switching it and having the logo kind of coming out of out of it into the top of the engine cover was just worked so well. I like the little clover. It just it just blew me away completely. Extra hot, no debate for me. Yeah, I kind of I'm similar to that. I think it does look fantastic. It does look really pretty. Um, I might go for a hot and a half again on this one. Um, I do think it looks really good. Basically. <laughs> There's nothing else to say, is there? It looks no, really good. Not really. It does. And I think I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. The kind of flip sort of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it at all. And of the colours with the um with the red coming below. It's like it, it mm. and I said this on the previous episode that if you had told me that was going to be the that they were going to try that. I would have thought it was sacrilege, and they shouldn't at all try and do that. Um, but I think it does look fantastic, and it does look really pretty. And you know, it it does what every sort of Alfa Romeo should do, and that's kind of evoke 
a kind of a, a beauty and just an illustrious joy from the car, which is, you know, that's what Alfa Romeo want as a brand. I mean, all they need to do now is bring performance to them, which unfortunately they're not going to do because, you know, we say this all the time. They're just not, they just, I say this all the time. They don't have the mentality of a Formula One team that's pushing. They have the mentality of a Formula One team that's sinking. And at least the art department have their have their act together, Frank. Yes. That's all I can say about Alfa Romeo. Um, and they say a beautiful car looks is fast, but then you know you can say that the same again that a fast, a slow car makes it slightly less good looking. If that makes sense, it works both ways in my mind. And it's kind of like just because it's not like a super top car, I kind of it kind of has sort of a tinge to me of a bit like not quite there and I sort of see that when I look at it and I don't know if that's me just being stupid but again it's like how I judged the Haas earlier on the connotations Mm. that come with it do pick up the livery and the connotations that I've got with this one are like it's not amazing for me because it's it's a lacking team underneath it yeah I think I I think that a lot about football shirts I kind of Mm. like the when when the team releases their football shirt and you know like Liverpool a few years ago well their last two seasons that will be kind of the iconic shirt so yeah I think they're kind of like retro um fitted not retro judged on you know kind of the success of it and fans memories of it and for me Mm um kind of following what's the last few years kind of the some of their jerseys that I didn't really like when they launched you know, now I look back as really iconic because of what was achieved in them and some that yeah. I really liked at the time and now just kind of, you know, it's, it's associated with a disappointing season. So I think definitely say Nigel's back with us. What's your rating for Alfa Romeo before we move on? Yeah, I love delivery. I think it's fantastic. Uh, probably, oh, is it, is it the best delivery? Yeah, I, I reckon it is, you know. It, it, it looks superb. Uh I think he'll definitely stand out. And I hope they keep it as well for the next mm. four, you know, four or five years. I think that'll be great. Yeah, definitely. Not, it's, it's not going to stay. Yeah, that's, I don't think it will. But... Alfa Romeo are, are leaving, I think. They've signed a yeah. one-year extension for 2021. And then apparently they're, they're, um, they're, they're eyeing up Formula E. Mm. In some ways, though, it's nice. It's just it won't get stale. It will just be this beautiful yeah. livery that's there. Like You're right because it's been it's been a, it's been a livery concept that they've had for four years with the, that color scheme, and mm. it's worked every year. It's not. You're right. It's not gone stale at all. Mm. Moving on, Alpha Tauri. Again, already discussed this. I really like it. I'm going hot. I, I like that they've kind of put more blue on it. I said I liked white for the Hass one. I didn't kind of. I wasn't as keen on it in. Last year's Alpha Tauri, so I prefer this one. Yeah, I think hot. Mm. I think I prefer the one. Was it twenty seventeen? That one, the dark the electric blue. blue. Yeah, oh, that was blue. my favourite one. So because Alpha Tauri or Toy Rosso, as it was then, because they had something better, I'm probably probably going to go mild. Yeah, I'd say mild. Mild. Wow. Okay. Mild. Oh, I. I know where both of you are coming from is the thing, which is probably which why I'm going to end up. Which one's mild? Is it lemon and herb or medium? It's the one above lemon and herb. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Lemon herb, mild, medium, hot, extra hot. Mild isn't. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so I'm probably going to end up going medium because I'm going to be in between the two of you and kind of like, I like it. Um, but like Nigel says, they can do better. Um, but that's about, yeah, it's like, it looks good. It's a good looking car. Um, they've tried, in, uh, in the, they didn't have it in their launch shots, but in the filming day shots, they had, they trialed a, um, a thinner, more, um, more Mercedes inspired nose front end. And that made it look so much better for, just because it's so much more stylish. It really worked with it in terms with the mm. sort of blue front that they've got. Cause I, the bit that I kind of didn't really like is the fact that the front was just blue and then the side of it made it look completely different as a car from the front angle to the side angle. And that really worked on track in a way. So that's kind of brought me up from a mild to a medium. That's something Renault did very well on some of their liveries. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's all of them apart from Ferrari. Red Bull. Red Bull. Adam, Adam's stunned at that respect. He's frozen ones. because he's so shocked at the he's fact that He's got so much Bull, to say, yeah. So much to say on Red Bull. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, I do think the Red Bull is a, quickly, because we've got, you know, to, just because we all know this, the, the deal yeah. with Red Bull. Um, but it is a great car. It's a great looking car. And I think, like we look back, Adam spoke about the Chrome Vodafone earlier. If we were living through the Twitter age with the seventh year of the Chrome Vodafone car, we would just be going on about, oh, it's the same. And we'd hear that all the time. But it's I a fantastic looking car. And the, and all of those kind of cars, like they all, the iconic ones are the ones that stood the test of time. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. The Red Bull car, is, this livery of the Red Bull is going to stand the test of time. It's one of the best looking cars, basically, I think. I'll go, I'll go medium. I'm not like... It, it's just there. It just kind of is. It's like middling. Like it looks good, but it's, you know, we're getting into like the thousandth year of it now. And it's just like, yeah, I, I, you know. I like it. Oh, I'm, I'm with Freddie on this one. I, I agree with his points. Yeah. I, I've always Hot had a half. soft spot for Red Bull. Like when, when I used to play video racing games, I always chose like a Red Bull livery. <laughs> I had a Red Bull sticker on it and stuff. Yeah. I always kind of, I like, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that in that kind of like it's it's not stuffy, is it? It's mm. when you when you're choosing it as a team, you're not like picking the best, but you're still picking, you know, a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unless you won. Oh, not again. Uh, uh, F one twenty thirteen or twelve or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I, th I think it's a harder thing to do with a drinks manufacturer than like a car company producing a slick livery i feel anyway because it's kind of less to base it around but yeah i think like it's it's fine but it's not any more than fine which is why it's a medium what they have to base it around was a red bull can and they could have gone with a horrible looking gray and blue livery with like a <laughs> like squares all over it and make it look awful but they they haven't they've decided no why would we do that because they've seen they've seen how stupid that would be so they did do Which it in like one of their early seasons, didn't they? The very first test car after they first bought the Jaguar in 2004 was just a hastened, done the week before, um, grey and blue quad livery, basically. And, mm. gosh, to be fair, on that car, it kind of looked okay. But if you'd seen it through a season, like you, would have, you would have, yeah. over a season, yeah, it would have, would have annoyed you. Mm. <laughs> As Talk a one-off, quick... it's cool. 
time some quick hot takes. We're just going to do quick fire, hopefully, while we think of them. Start off with Alpine. Podium. Uh, I think they'll get a podium. Yeah, I think podium for Alonso. I think Alonso will get a podium, yeah. See, I think that too, so I'm trying to think of something (laughs) different. Um, Just quickly. Alonso, 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 Alonso. I reckon Alonso will qualify in Q3 in every race. Wow. Goodness me. I'll be surprised. Take there. 23 races. Why have I said that? I'll be surprised if he gets into Q3 in half the races. (laughs) Double figures, even. Oh, how many races gets. did Ricardo not get to Q3 last year? I don't probably know. one or two. So, to be but, fair, it's probably okay. Oh, that's just because I see there's five teams better than this year. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, but it's Alonso, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it certainly is Alonso. Um, Mercedes. It's kind of, I think, hard to do a hot take for Mercedes because they're so good that it's like... Yeah, you're right. Like if we said Mercedes to qualify a car in Q3 in every every year race, it'd be like, oh, what? That's this is, easy. It's different. This is so, my prediction. I do not think they're going to win one of the championships this year. That is big. I, I believe... They won't, really one word for it. We'll they won't one win Rookie of the Year. And I'll say that all the way until probably after Bahrain. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you've got, I mean, you've got 25 I days. I, I just I stand by that. Uh, mm. Do you think uh, would a one two in the championship in every race be a oh, pole position pop, in every race? Do that's what they've what had to pole position. Not, not in not every done race, that, have they? They've not done that. Not. I'd say I'd, I'll go 20. 20? Right. Yeah, that seems about right for wins the past 15, five years, even of F1 as well. Probably about that, to be honest. I think I already put, wins. Oh, I already God. put, I put the staffing at like I think in the Red Bull one, then I said like he gets two wins or something. Yeah, and Nigel said that Perez had to get like five wins to even have a hope of keeping yeah. a seat at Red Bull. Um, That's yeah. because I think Red Bull could have a good car. Mm. I just I don't kind of see who's going to really challenge them. It's just those two, but yeah. I don't know. Um, Hamilton, I'm, I'm letting you stall <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, this conversation. I, I can't really see Hamilton retiring. George actually. Russell jumps in mid-season. <laughs> I don't. That's mid-season. That's a hot take. But I don't see Hamilton retiring as a hot take. I see that as more of really? a yeah. Neither. Close but you do need to come up with a hot take. Yes, so, I know we're running out of podcast time. Um, yeah. Um, 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 Williams, no, every mine's related, get back. mine's related to what was just said, but Russell doesn't see out the season with Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Asifi will score the first points. Oh, he's still mine there. I don't think he will get the first points. But, uh, yeah, same. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, both, both drivers getting points. Is that a hot take? I think that is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. George will, Russell will get two or three. Latifi will get one. Oh, wow. He's put numbers on it. Cool. That is very hot. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Yes. Haas. 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 Again, I mean, it's my, like my realistic. Haas will run a plain white car in Bahrain. Oh, oh, <laughs> on topic. I like that. Yeah. Uh, why not? I just don't have high hopes on them at all. I think they're going to finish last in the constructors for the first time in their short F1 history. They finished fifth in 2018 they, as well. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to get into Q2. Many times, probably two or three times. I, I was I about to say that, so I'll say they don't get to Q2 more than oh. twice. twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, twice. I yeah. think I think that's such a hot take. You can both have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was realistic, but yeah. Well, yeah. I, I thought Nigel's was that they finished last in the championship. Oh, yeah, and that, <laughs> but that's, that's um, arguably. The most freezing take you could have. Probably true, yeah. Oh, well, that's what we said. We both thought of it independently, so it counts. <laughs> Aston Martin. I think they'll win a race. Stroll, I feel like I've said it casually. <laughs> Sorry? Stroll runs a helmet that is just like a watermelon <laughs> thing. <laughs> Stroll Literally. beats Vettel in the championship. Yeah, yeah, he just like chisels. Stroll in, beats Vettel in the championship. Yeah, I mean, I really <laughs> don't want that to happen. I really want Vettel to come back and beat his old that. self. But the annoying thing is, you can kind of, oh, is he? Has he still got it? Was last I year more than we think? I, I see, can see it. I don't think. I I don't know if I can see it yet, and we will need to see the first few races at Aston Martin to see if. How much of last year was just because he just couldn't be bothered with Ferrari and and that he wasn't, you know, the whole direction of the team was nowhere near him, which was the case. But whether that is all about um, him or whether it's about that team and whether he's, you know, he's revitalised, we don't know. So who knows yet? And that's my hot take is that he's not going to be revitalised, but I want him to be. I don't want this one to come through. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on Lance Stroll for the podcast today. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said they'd win. Win a race, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Got a hot take from Zoom is that you can see your eyes moving. So, like, you look in one direction, then you look at your own face on the thing. <laughs> and because of the delay, it's moving Adam's, across. Adam's figured out Brilliant. something that so many people have seen on Zoom for the past year. It's like when you're a kid, I mean, when you're in the mirror and you try to like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. but with this it actually works because you can actually see it because it's not... It does actually work like that. Are you stalling, Adam? Are you throwing a hot take? Um, no, yes. mine was the watermelon helmet one. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not that he makes a helmet out of a watermelon, but that he just runs one that's like completely... Like that... Um, <laughs> like a watermelon. Like that meme from about 12 years ago of this cat with a watermelon cutter on its head. I did see something about a squirrel 
that had been like I don't know if it was in, in a cemetery <laughs> or something, but it basically ended up, or like was in a Halloween. It might be like Halloween decorations or something, but it found that like a skull from the Halloween decorations and got it stuck on its head. So it's just a picture of a squirrel with like a skull, <laughs> a skull stuck on its head. I don't <laughs> know if that's really cute funny. or sad. <laughs> It was hilarious, the picture was, anyway. Um, hopefully you thought that about our podcast as well, but we will wrap things up <laughs> if it's cute or sad. today. We will be back next week to talk about some F1. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye, everybody.